The first edition of our Defender Discussions for 2023 as we take a look at what's happening in terms of Dort University Athletics. And we've been off and running for a little while because uh, we got going with post-Christmas competitions What back on December 31, so we're two weeks in already. Uh, my name's Mike Biker. I'm the Director of Athletic Communications here at Dort, and I'm joined today today by Matt Boss and Ian Eshelman, the regular cast of Suspects, and uh, let's dive right in. Um, first of all, Christmas break, uh, I said a distant memory, but uh, you guys have a good break, get away a little bit? Yeah, we did. Um, we went up to the Twin Cities uh, during the uh, that really bad blizzard, That's right, and yeah. so travel was kind of interesting. We went up to the Vikings-Giants game, which was a really uh, fun Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. It was really a fun experience. Um, U.S. Bank and that crowd, that was an awesome experience, and we just loved that. Just a good time with with family over the last couple weeks. How about you, Ian? It was good. We uh, got to see some family, split time between my wife's home and my home, and yeah, it it was a good time. First first holiday season as a married couple as yes. a unit. Yes. Good luck on navigating all that stuff. Yeah, we're still we're learning on the fly, <laughs> so it's good. It's well, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on something. About thirty years later, my wife and I are still figuring out how to handle the holidays with families. And Matt shakes his head because now you throw in laws into the mix as well with <laughs> sons in laws or daughters in law and. Yeah, you got to learn to be patient and share and all that kind of good stuff. Got to share. Got yep. to share. Yep. We all want to see them. So. <laughs> yep. Well, it's good. You you don't want to have it that you don't want to see them. That's, that's no fun. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's talk athletics. Uh, basketball team's off and running, and uh, let's talk about that mo- first because that is what we've been – uh, dealing with mostly for the last few weeks and this is everyone asks me is this your busy time and it's like no this is actually the slowest time because all we have for about a I had a, for about a month was basketball to concern ourselves with uh, men's and women came back men and women came back played December 31 made up a game from earlier that was postponed with Mount Marty then turned around a busy stretch. They played on the Monday, January 2, and then Friday, Saturday, more conference play, and then last night with Doan. And, uh, Matt, uh, you, you've you watched this. That's a busy stretch. That's conference doubleheaders, and it can begin to take a little bit of a toll in terms of the energy and the level of competition. Oh, most definitely. This is kind of the grind part of the season, the beginning. January is a long month. You're, you've been at basketball for what two, three months already, and the games just start to add up. And another road trip. It's cold out down to Crete, Nebraska, to Doan, and you know. Plus, you have the target on your back. Yeah, that that that's the thing with the women's team at sixteen and zero, number three in the country. Um, there, there's a certain mentality that you have to take when uh, you get when you're the lead dog everybody's going to be coming for you. And I, I thought that last night was the case for Doan. This was an opportunity to really put their stamp on this season. And uh, to their credit, they were very aggressive, bounced back from a 10-point deficit in that women's game and uh, did what they needed to at the end, got some defensive stops. And I know for the Dort team, frustrated with the outcome, but a road game Wednesday night in Nebraska – I guess I'm not completely shocked. No, this league, 
you're you're just not going to go undefeated. We can't be shocked that this didn't happen. And on the road against a very young and up and coming Dome team, yeah. they they're as good as what they have been in a while. And there's some excitement down there. Yeah, they and they had the two guards, Hatcliffe and uh, number three. Her name escapes me right now, but they're able to attack the basket. And then the the wild card in the whole deal last night was Rice. She scores sixteen. Um, that can't change the game completely because that's a woman who is averaging, I think, five or six points per game. She goes ten plus on her average. That's that's significant. Yeah, you don't account for that when you're scouting and prepping for it. You know, it was kind of a unique game for the first three quarters. Neither team had a huge lead. No. Four points either way. And just no substantial runs up until the fourth quarter. Men's game, uh, Dort was able to out – the defenders were able to outscore Doan, I feel, in the first half. Never truly established uh, their defensive presence completely, and that's reflected in Doan's shooting percentage and uh, Dort's shooting cooled off in the second half. Doan's did not. And that second half, that uh, it's been a while since we've been involved in one like that, and I'm glad for that. I hope we don't have to be involved in another one like that for a while. But that was a challenge last night. I didn't. I watched the first half and I took a break. I didn't watch the second half. Did was Doan in a two-three zone? Did they zone it up yeah, like they, they typically do? They extended that zone out, and basically, what happens is you end up with two players on the ball all the time. And yeah, it uh, and they have a big physical post player. Uh, Jake Viss uh, was challenged in that one. I mean, someone who is equal in height to him and probably a little bit bulkier. And then Alec Oberhauser and Brady Tim. Tim played outstanding. Oberhauser had a triple double. Um, and he's don't, not he's not gone yet. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, he's uh, yeah. It feels like he's been there forever. I yes. think this is year three. Um, they have some signature wins and some head scratching losses to the Doan Tigers. Uh, wins over Northwestern. Win at home over Morningside. They beat Jamestown. Now they've beaten Dort. They've beaten the teams that are towards the top of the conference, and then they have some losses where there's. I'm sure their coaching staff is going back and saying, man, what are we doing? But last night they played exceptionally well. Yeah, that coach, yeah. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, beating the top teams and and losing to the ones below you. Yeah, and Oberhauser didn't play against Briarcliff on Saturday, so that's a little bit of an explanation there. Uh, Women's basketball ratings were released yesterday. Uh, Women moved up to number three, entering play yesterday. They were one of four teams that were undefeated in the the NAI. Now there are three after last night, and I don't know how the rest uh, did, but uh, at the top is Thomas Moore. Number two is Central Mass. Methodist, those I believe were both, well, Thomas Moore was the champion. Central Methodist was, I believe, an Elite Eight team or a, whatever they, the quarterfinals. Yes, okay, we'll call it quarterfinalists. <laughs> we can't say Elite Eight. Um, and then the other one was Leola of uh, Louisiana is the other undefeated team. Jake Viss, uh, Player of the Week, and uh, he put together a great week last week. He had quite a week, not only that, but reached that milestone, the 1,000-point milestone. And when you factor in, and uh, I forget it when I watch him sometimes, and then I think, man, when he was a senior in high school, we didn't know if he was going to play again simply because that knee injury just never came around his senior year. Um, And then his freshman year did not play. I mean, it wasn't even a question if he was going to play or not. So he basically missed two 
basketball seasons and development. And then uh, his sophomore year was still in question. He got cleared to play shortly before the season began. Uh, I believe he was honorable mention all-conference as a sophomore. Um, Second team last year, if I remember correctly. And he is on pace, I believe, to be consideration for a first-team all-conference player this year. And last year, he missed some time. He did. uh, That shoulder injury right around this time of the year. Yep. Then came back at the end of the season. Uh, I believe it was the Northwestern game. He was able to come back, played against Jamestown, played the national tournament. And uh, so, yeah, he did miss... uh, Probably six or eight games last year. Yeah, two big ones Saturday leading up uh, for, for Briar, against Briarcliff yep. for both programs. Those will be on Saturday, 4 o'clock start time there for the women and a 5.45 start time for the men. Coming up this weekend, uh, we've got hockey back in action. And the uh, Dort defenders, uh, boy, they haven't played for a while. And uh, Ian Eshelman, you, are the, uh, you take care of the hockey stuff in terms of our athletic communications. Uh, two games at home. Uh, opponent this weekend for the Defender Hockey team is University of Missouri. They're ranked number twelve in the country, so three spots ahead of the Defenders right now. Uh, we finished up. Uh, the Defenders finished up the first semester, ranked number fifteen in the ACHA Division Three standings. Uh, like I said, Missouri number twelve. So a big game, a big couple of games here for the Defenders. Really good opportunity. Uh, for them to to make a move and try to st- keep themselves uh, in range for that national tournament. Top 16 uh, ranked teams in the country get in. So right now we're in, but we've got all four of our games uh, this semester against ranked opponents. We've got uh, number 12, and then after that, obviously can't overlook Missouri, but then they've got number four, Missouri State. Uh, so the way I see it, a couple of wins in these next four games uh, could put the defenders in a really good spot. We're 15-3 and three right now. Um, and uh, I, th- I think if you pick up a couple, you probably got a pretty good shot at that national tournament. And we're playing those at home, and I don't think you could ask for a better scenario in terms of that. Uh, they play this weekend, and then is it is it February before they play again? Let me pull that up. Looks right like February now. three and four okay. against Missouri State. So that's a significant gap because that'd be one, two, three. Three weeks. Yeah. So yeah. A little, that's a unique schedule. It's been over a month since they played last. And then another three-week gap, two games, and then another three-week gap. And then, uh, yeah, then you get started with postseason play only about a week after uh, those those uh, February 3rd and 4th games against Missouri State. And that'll be a 7 o'clock start tomorrow night, Friday night, and a 1 o'clock start time on Saturday? Correct. Okay. So that is hockey. Um, indoor track and field, we had some action before the Christmas break to kind of whet our appetite. And now we get into, uh, well, it's going to be every weekend from here on out, obviously, weather permitting, and uh, winter travel always a question. But uh, this weekend, Dort hosting their open, and uh, typically the coaching staff tries to ease into things a little bit, don't want to hit it too hard this first weekend. And uh, this weekend, Saturday meet, Three or four teams coming to the rec center, Matt? Yep, three or four. Uh, Morningside, uh, Dakota Wesleyan, and uh, Northwestern. There's one more that I'm forgetting. But it, it's a smaller meet, but it's a good – it's a home meet, so it will be good to for these athletes to c- compete in front of uh, their own fans and their classmates and friends and stuff. And uh, the, the coaching staff will almost treat this weekend like training, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no – well, I wouldn't say there's no – um, push for national marks, but it's it's more about 
a building process at this point, if I understand things correctly? Definitely, because there's a long layoff here. And some of the athletes are working out faithfully, some aren't. And so it's just a way to ease back into it. It's kind of like a a glorified scrimmage. But the good news is, if they do perform well, marks still count and they can still qualify for nationals. And that is indoor track and field. Now we've had us change that schedule as well for those who follow closely uh, normally. Well, we're still going to the the track teams are still going to the SDSU meet next weekend. It's going to be against probably a little different level of competition and. It's going to be a different day than what we originally thought. Originally scheduled for Friday, and that's usually when the smaller schools like the NEI schools and some D3 will compete. But we've been asked by SDSU, actually, to come and compete on Saturday. And so we said yes, and we'll be competing against D1 and D2. The competition will be stellar on that Saturday, and it's a great opportunity for our athletes. And... I always I don't know how big a deal it is, but every time you get the opportunity to run at that facility in terms of that's where the national championship is held as well, I think that has to help with some level of comfortability, if that's a word, when you get around to those national championship events. Definitely. This is this will be the second time already this season that we compete up there and we'll have one more meet in February before nationals, which is of course at the same facility. So we're used to it. We should be used to it. Sure. We, um, I'm backpedaling just a little bit to uh, that. That's what's coming up for the immediate future with uh, the weekend. Uh, junior varsity basketball also playing a pair of road games tonight uh, at different sites. I believe the women are facing Dakota Wesleyan and the men face Dakota State. Uh, that is this evening. Uh, the All American teams and the uh, Cosida, or well, they used to be Cosida, now it's College Sports Communicators. All American teams were announced as well for, and I don't think we talked about those before the Christmas break. Um, Alex Heisman, who we anticipated receiving some honors, was named to the AFCA, that's the uh, American Football Coaches Association All-American team. Uh, Second team honors for him, second time in his career he's earned that, and he earned first team honors by the Associated Press, which is uh, balloting done by a collection of sports information directors from across the country. So Alex Heisman received those honors. College sports communicators, I'm looking for those headlines, and I'm not... I'm missing it right now. I know Alex was first team. I got him here, Mike. And uh, Abe Stace. Abe Stays and Colton Vandenberg. That's right. Colton got in as well. Those three athletes. And uh, that was I, I was especially happy for Colton simply because of the uh, twisting road that his career has taken. And uh, it was interesting when I had him in for his uh, first senior interview, he talked about the fact uh, the advice he would give to underclassmen was uh, take care of your academics um he he admitted he said i didn't take it seriously enough at the beginning um he squeaked in with uh, the all-american teams of 3.5 he's in a hyper competitive field in terms of trying to get into physical therapy school and uh, so that was his advice he rebounded nicely and uh, some nice awards for those athletes 
What else do we have? Men's volleyball begins two weeks from tonight. You uh, took care of the photos yesterday, Matt, and uh, I know you can't tell a lot from photos, but are they tall at least? They are tall. tall players. Yes, and I think that's going to help in volleyball. Yeah, just, it will. Just yeah. a guess. And some familiar faces. Yeah. They got a lot of key people back, so I think they're ready to go. They've been practicing a while, and yeah. it's time to play. Yeah. Um, have Lucas Van Groningen back. He was the yep. setter last year. Um, I know they're dealing with with a few injuries as well and hopefully getting some people back. But they're going to begin playing two weeks from tonight and then they play two weeks from this Saturday as well. That is men's volleyball. And uh, I, don't, I, I didn't tell you guys I was going to talk about this, but uh, it, yesterday was a tough day. I mean, obviously uh, the news of uh, a Dort student uh, – passing away in a car accident, heading back to campus on Tuesday night. Um, I said it briefly last night on the broadcast that, uh, yeah, your, your, your thoughts and emotions are elsewhere when you think of Emma Nibelink. And uh, I didn't know her well. She worked here at the rec center. Mm-hmm. Um, by all accounts, um, everyone I've talked to, a young lady that uh, a lot of people loved. And, uh, yeah, we're fortunate enough to work in athletics and uh, it's a gift to do that and a lot of fun involved, but there, um, there are times like yesterday when, uh, yeah, you take a step back and I guess you're thankful. You're all that much more thankful for the gifts that were given. It was a tough day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I had not heard it until yesterday morning. Um, someone that I work with told me, and I was just in shock and just yeah. kind of quiet. Yeah. It hits you hard. A little dose of reality. Yep. And for you and I, Matt, we have children who are around that age, and uh, you take so many things for granted when you send them on the road. And um, yeah. It's, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we plug along and uh, we uh, want to get into the theological discussions about uh, how we believe this isn't it. There's more, but there's still sadness when there's that separation. And, and the thing of it is, she's from the Edgerton-Laverne area. And for those of our listeners who aren't familiar, Edgerton-Laverne, it's everyone is intertwined and related to everyone. I mean, the, the families are a little bit larger, it seems. And they, everybody, everybody knows this person. Yeah. It's Dutch bingo at its best, if you will. Yeah. You know, everyone is related or knows. And I was just wondering, you know, our basketball team, the women's basketball team last night, I, I didn't know what the relationships were there. And yeah. I didn't know if that played a part. You know, I, I don't know. I think in very general terms, I think there's just a lot of things. What I just described for me myself is your, your thoughts are – it's it's hard to focus in, and I'm not. Uh, I don't want to diminish anything by. Uh, it's just sad, and uh, we move along, and yeah. uh, we we have promises that we rely on. But yeah, yesterday was a tough day, and there will be more tough days ahead. But uh, yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come to work today at a institution like Dort and uh, me and you get the opportunity to coach young people and uh, work at Dort. Matt, you and I get in contact with a lot of these, um, I call them kids yet, young adults. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, I guess uh, my my uh, hope and admonition is that uh, 
we keep working and we uh, keep moving along. I'm thankful for sports and athletics because it kind of distracts me. Yeah. It cheered me up a little bit. You yeah. know, watching basketball last night and thinking about track this weekend, it takes my mind off of it. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. Ian, when do we begin baseball? Yeah, baseball season is right around the corner, about four weeks, I think, from tomorrow. Uh, yeah, February 10th, we'll open up. You got your hand warmers, feet warmers? All yes, that we will We will be equipped with uh, all of those necessary items. Now you're going to, down to Kansas City, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to, you know, because you just traveled this week, um, there is no snow when you get south of Sioux City just a little bit. I mean, it's... So if that's the, I mean, we, we're up here and we're looking outside and we're saying baseball, are you kidding me? Yeah. But, uh, not that far. I mean, this is, this is a very realistic possibility that you're playing baseball down in Kansas city in four weeks. Yeah, definitely. I, even just a couple weeks ago when uh, I was home in Kansas over break, I mean, it was about 65 degrees outside, which I couldn't believe it. No, why, why don't more people live in Kansas I, if it's like that? Well, I didn't realize it was that nice in Kansas growing up there. And then I came up here and I was like, oh, Kansas is pretty good. So I, I don't remember too many December days that were 65 growing up. That might have been a, an outlier. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, the odds of us playing in Kansas City are pretty good. I know we're playing at a – it's a neutral site game against York. Um, and uh, it's turf field, so we feel pretty good about getting those in. I don't have anything else, guys. Do you? I think we're good. Baseball and softball, softball I know specifically. Too, yeah. uh, softball getting ready to go. We're both uh, both going to start practicing in the new American State Bank uh, sports complex, and so I know we're both of our teams are, are really excited about that. That's going to be uh, a, a big change and a, and a welcome change. The uh, now you you explained to us a little bit what happens during the school day. Your guys can go in there and do batting practice. I mean, if 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 the if the facility isn't rented, they can go in and do individual workouts? Correct. Yep. They can use the cages. They can long toss for the pitchers especially, get some ground balls in on the turf. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge resource outside and inside of practice. Um, and then, yeah, in the evenings, obviously the public's going to be using yeah. it a lot, which is awesome. We, we get in the community in there. Um, so it's it's a big, big thing for us. And you'll go in there as a group and practice, correct? You you also had that time slot, you correct. said. Correct, yeah, three to five uh, on most days and then some other hours. on uh, Just uh, splitting it with softball a lot this time of year. Um, and I'm sure football and, and soccer are going to want to get in there too. I don't know what their schedules look like. But, um, yeah, we'll have some team practices in there. I think the teams are getting about two hours each, uh, which is, you know, it's awesome. I don't want to be the get off my lawn guy, but man, how times have changed because when I went here back in the late eighties, early nineties, baseball team practiced in the DeWitt on the yeah. wood floor Yeah, and they would have, um, I think they had like a, a tee, batting tee and a pitching machine up in the balcony as well. And I think back, I mean... Yeah, it, how times have changed, and for the better. Uh, the good old days weren't always all that good. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, this this is a huge improvement for our programs, and I'm happy for those programs because uh, there there are challenges, some things that you just can't take care of, and this takes care of some of those challenges, I believe, for the baseball, softball, and soccer programs. Yeah, and football, def football definitely. too. Definitely. I think uh, the one thing I'm, I'm trying to remind myself and, and our, I, I guess our players too is uh, with 
more resources comes more responsibility and more expectation. So one, we've got to take care of that, but also uh, it eliminates some excuses too. There's there's no yeah. reason to not be ready to go defensively and things like that now, which is which is awesome. But uh, yeah, well, the excuses are gone. We gotta we gotta get it going. Make sure they go to class, yeah, would you? Absolutely, okay. yeah. <laughs> don't, take care of the don't, basics. Don't be in the batting cages instead of the classroom. Definitely not. That's that stays the same. <laughs> as enticing as that would be to uh, head over to the dome and batting practice instead. But well, guys, we will talk again next week and uh, for this Thursday, January the twelfth. That is our defender discussions.